This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, every Monday, I give one of you 100 bucks to invest in your idea and get to the top. To enter for your chance to win 100 bucks, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes right now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. This week's winner was Matt Walk in Chicago at the DDB Agency. Coming up tomorrow morning, you are going to hear how a 28-year-old in Poland is going to try and negotiate for a $20 million valuation in his next round. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. I hope your morning's off to a good start. You're jogging or you're driving to work, and you're going to love our guest today. His name is David Abrams. Now, David is a cutting-edge marketing strategist who works to create highly profitable funnels, traffic generation, and marketing campaigns for some of the top companies in the world. His expertise ranges from funnels to new marketing strategy to business development, and he is currently the founder of Systemize.ly and Demio. David, are you ready to Take us to Absolutely. The top. All right, man, let's do this. So first things first, describe to us what Systemize.ly does. Yeah, so Systemizely is a systems and marketing automation agency. Really, we focus on strategic funnels and systems consulting. We build high-end, like, done-for-you funnels, so actually building out a funnel from you from scratch, like just meeting with you, brainstorming on it, and then building it out. And then we also have three uh, smaller automation-based softwares that we built out in 2015. Um, but most of our time is really focused on consulting and done for you. Okay, great. So walk us through Systemize, and you pronounce it Systemize.ly instead of Systemize.ly? Yeah, Systemize.ly. Okay, Systemize.ly. So walk me through, um, how, uh, I want to I pay you. Um, how much do I pay you and then what do I get for that? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually base these funnels on what you need. So it's a, um, a custom package built from 5000 all the way up to $20,000. It's a high-end service, obviously, the customization that goes into it. Um, but if you pay us, we'll sit down and kind of figure out what you need for your business, like what type of funnel we can build for you, how big it needs to be. We map it out, price it out. We'll sit down and then we go through strategy calls. Then we'll go to uh, our design team, our copywriting team, our development team. We'll actually start building all those pieces out for you. And then we'll come back, review everything together, put any final touches on it, go back, implement it all, put it into Infusionsoft or active campaign. And then out the other side comes a fully functional funnel. Okay, interesting. So walk me through, let's go back last month. In October, how many clients did you guys service? In October, I think we had six. And I would probably say, we don't, we're, we're boutique. So first of all, I want to say that we're boutique. We don't want to work with a lot of clients. Our goal is to work with the right clients um, because we want to put in as much effort as we can for each client so we can give them the results. Because if we're taking on a project, we really feel like we're getting paid not for our service, but for delivering results. So we want to give the best and results we can, right? So it makes complete sense. Yeah, probably in the last year, we probably did about 50 customers. Um, so I would say probably around four to five customers a month is what we usually onboard. Um, and and are those people, are they recur is that recurring revenue or they pay you 20 grand in one month and then they're gone until the next project? Yeah, so some of these might span from like two, three months, might be a two, three month project, but those might be new customers coming in. So yeah, I would say, four to five new customers 
um, coming in a month, plus we have recurring customers. Most of the customers that we have stay on with packages, either advertising packages or those consulting packages and stay on. We have a couple that have stayed on since we've opened. Um, and Which was in what year? When did you open? 2014 was our first year. Yeah, last year. 2014 was year one. Okay, cool. So I want to really understand because people can learn from you. A lot of the top tribe, they, they David, they get stuck in this balance between doing professional services work and doing like monthly recurring revenue work. You know, mm-hmm. what I hear them tell me is, Nathan, I'm sick of having to sell something new every month. Right. I can't quit corporate if I have to sell something new, which is professional services versus predictable monthly income. So it would be very valuable if we could break down October revenue. What was your total October revenue and what was a split between professional services versus monthly recurring revenue? Uh, October, um, I think October was around thirty five thousand. Okay. Um, and I think recurring was around 15 and then about 20,000 of new revenue coming in. Um, and again, that's, that's done for you and consulting. This doesn't, this doesn't count the um, softwares and stuff like that. The one thing I do want to say, though, just since you're saying that, and I know that's a problem that a lot of people have, and it's a problem that like I face too, and it's uh, something that in 2015, I really started to look at and like, hone in on. So I wanted to make a big effort to try to sell more of these advertising and consulting packages. I put a lot of my effort on those because I really wanted to have that recurring income in those clients locked in. And the other thing that I really did was like try to figure out complementary softwares that I could add to our services so that when people came on, we could add them into our softwares and or just start selling software to have a passive base income level that's coming in every month into Systemizely. So we're not worried about selling new packages every month because I'll tell you, it is a you know big pain in the ass. Well, and it sounds like team-wise now, you've got about eight people, right? Yeah. So inside of Systemizely, we have... Um, individual teams, so project managers, design developers, it's about eight people. Um, some of them are contractors. They're not all full-time. And I like it that way because I can kind of scale as needed with projects. And then in my other company, Demio, we have um, eight developers as well. Okay, Demio. And are, are the developers in Demio all full-time? Uh, four of them are full-time. And then the other four are contractors. Got it. And Top Tribe, I want you to actually go look at David's stuff. Look at Systemizely. Look at Demio so you can reverse engineer his funnel and learn from him. And you can get the links to those websites in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 105. Again, forward slash the top 105. So, David, I want to go back to the eight employees that you have on Systemizely, sure. which did 35 grand in October. Help me. Don't don't break out individual salaries, but altogether, what is your total headcount costs per month on average? Yeah, it's such a good question and it's something that you know as a business owner i try to keep literally my finger on like every month really understand it so that i know what to price and i think for professional services it's so important to know your pricing model so i try to keep costs around 40 percent of revenue so uh, i give myself about a 60 percent margin there for actual revenue into the company and the reason that i have to do that and i always try to pad extra and i'll like charge more for services if i have to is because with professional services, you're always going to witness like time expenditures, like things, projects expanding larger than you want them to, or unknown costs or problems here or there. You have to bring in a special consultant to figure out like one piece that's not going right. So give yourself that extra margin so you have, have the markup ready for yourself. Um, but yeah, I try to keep it around there. And that's why I like to have some contractors and some full-time because the full-time people, those are the integral people that need to be in every day helping on projects. And then the other people we pull in as we need them. And that way, when new projects come in, we can kind of have that markup there ready. 
Got it. So I want one last question on on money stuff, and then I want to talk about how you're getting new customers. So let's go back to October. Thirty five grand top line. If you're optimizing for forty percent cost, that's about fourteen grand in costs. So you're netting, you know, before like other expenses, you've got about twenty k coming out. Is that go? Is that all profit, or what are some of your other expenses? Yeah. So it is profit, but I'll tell you what. For 2014, 2015, I really didn't want to take money out of the company and put it into my pocket. I really am seeing um, for myself, what I've decided is professional services is a stepping stone to building passive income streams in software and other ways to just make recurring income. Like I see them as assets that I want to build. So what I really try to do is just take out what I need, bare minimum what I need for like food and bills and all that kind of stuff. And then I reinvest pretty much everything else, excuse me, everything else into um, software, into Demio, into other projects that I know will have a long-term scalable and passive way to make money because I really feel like professional services is a great way to make money, but it's a really hard way to scale. It's like not a scalable business model. And you probably have yeah. other people talk about that, but you know, that's really what I try to do with it. So what is what just out of curiosity, I, I didn't study Demio, but what is Demio doing top and top line MRR right now uh, in October, let's say? Yeah, so Demio is about to release in beta in December. So it's not out yet. It's been a year long beta pro, or um, SaaS project. And David, just, why the hell do you wait so long? Uh, it, I mean, it's been a big, big process. It's a webinar platform and it's been absolutely brutal to go through. I've learned so much about Scrum, uh, you know, agile development, but it's really been, it's really going to be an amazing product, really. Very cool. So uh, listen, I actually really like this approach. I like the because th- we have people listening right now that are stuck in a corporate job they hate. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think it's a great thing trying to do a few professional services jobs on the side to create cash flow and start building a piece of software that can serve as monthly income. Because David, when you look at even when you look at the PE ratios right now of publicly traded software as a service companies or SaaS companies, right. the trading multiples are amazing. So guys, just to break it down for you, and David, correct me if anything I say is not what you're thinking. In Demio, if it's truly a monthly recurring revenue business, every dollar that David adds to the top line monthly recurring revenue in Demio actually is about 60 bucks back in his pocket if he owns 100% equity in terms of valuation. And the reason is because $1 of MRR and you annualize it, so multiply times twelve months is twelve, you know, twelve bucks. And then the multiple on that valuation-wise, if his platform, if Demio got bought, is at conservatively five x. So five times twelve is sixty bucks. David, is that kind of how you're thinking about scale and building value? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And when I look at those assets, I look at them to like I want to build them to sell. Like so, I'm definitely thinking that way. I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay, very cool. So, guys, just to summarize, okay. So, David, David, you launched this company in, in 2014. You said, right? Yep. And how how old are you now? I'm 28. Okay, 28. Very good. So, okay, and w- just real quick, what were you doing before you started Systemizely? So before Systemizely, I had a web development agency um, called Paint Your Brain, and I did that for about two and a half years. It's really what kind of taught me how to build systems be really operationally minded because really I, I kind of messed it all up by not understanding that piece of business. And that's the one thing that a lot of people struggle with. Um, so it really helped is me. That why you have, <laughs> is that why you brought in Anna on Systemizely? Yeah, exactly. So I have a project <laughs> manager that just kind of handles everything for me. Um, but I'm really, really big now. Like my whole focus is operations and systems, as you can see in automation. So like that's really where I put a lot of my time energy but learning that and before that um i was actually had no idea about marketing or, or really business i graduated college with like a creative writing degree 
and um, got an internship in marketing and just worked really hard, learned all about it, and became the director of marketing in like literally uh, like six months and worked my butt off there, learned everything I could, and then kind of went on my own and started from a contractor, got into paint your brain, and then just kind of all worked up from there. I absolutely love that. Well, guys, uh, David, if people want to follow your journey online as you keep building Systemizely and Demio, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, definitely Facebook is the best place to find me, but check us out at Systemizely, systemize.ly and demio.com. Um, I'm very easy to reach. I'm very uh, approachable. I always try to answer people's questions and stuff, so happy to help. Okay, Top Tribe, don't forget, for your chance to win $100 right here on the podcast every Monday, you simply have to subscribe to the show on iTunes. Do that now and then text me that you've done that to 703-431-2709. Again, subscribe on iTunes now, then text me that you've done it at 703-431-2709. Very good. Okay, David, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. Do you know what's next? What's next? Come on, dude. It's time for the Famous Five. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Okay. So you're going to hit me, but I have two. Okay. Uh, hit me. The Lean Startup is what my favorite one um, for SaaS business. David, I freaking, I freaking hate that book. What? I dude? absolutely... I Because I feel like Eric Reese, he publishes this book and anyone who reads it, anyone on earth, thinks that they're just magically going magically gonna to be able to become an entrepreneur if they print off a little spreadsheet and stick some post-it notes in the sheet. Oh, see, I didn't take it that way. I took, I, I really looked at it as like, there's, there's ways to get software out faster and you need to think about it in a different way. And that's like the whole demo thing you asked me, like, why did it take so long? I read that book halfway through and I was like, all right, we screwed up. You know, like there's, there was things about it that I really learned from, but I get what you're saying. I okay. Fair enough. What's <laughs> number two? I probably, hopefully I like this one better. You're probably going to hate me even more now. <laughs> <laughs> the Millionaire Fastlane by MJ DeMarco. Um, okay, not so bad. Yeah, I read that one a while ago, but I really re revert back to it all the time. I think that's a fantastic book for anyone looking to break out of their job or just try to get into the entrepreneurial mindset. I thought it was just so amazing. Like, such an amazing book. All right, there you go. Number two, David, of the famous five. Is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Yeah, I really love uh, Jason Lemkin from Saster. Um, I love reading his blog. It's sastr.com. Um, love his blog. He actually built Echo Sign and was part of Adobe for a while and just an amazing, amazing entrepreneur. Really, really smart guy. And guys, I will link to a bunch of SaaS entrepreneurs we've had on the show who talk about their lifetime value, their CAC, their ARPU, and all those things in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 105. Okay, David, number three, is there a favorite online tool you use like Evernote? Yes, I love Slack and Trello. And I'm saying two because I actually put them together. And so it makes it one tool. But I use it for like Scrum-based development for... I have four software projects that I'm working on concurrently. So I use them for my Scrum-based development. And it's so easy for me to manage teams, processes, and just really kind of kick, kick butt in software management. David, number four, as you're building Systemizely and Demio, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Yes, I would say seven, seven and a half to eight hours night is really what I go for. I go to bed at 10 and I wake up at 5.45 a.m. each morning and just try to kick ass in the morning. Did I kick ass in the morning? I like it. All right, David, <laughs> last question here. Take us, you're 28 now. Take us back eight years. If you wish your 20-year-old self knew one thing, what would it be? I would just say like there's no secret formula to being an entrepreneur. Like I always think about, you, know, you, you always think about when you're not an entrepreneur, like, they're doing something magical, they're doing something different, but they're not. You just have to jump in, just do it, you know, risk it and, and don't Wait, when things get tough, 
And then the final thing that I would tell myself is like, make sure you stay focused on your goals. For me, it was so easy to kind of jump around to like, it wasn't even shiny object syndrome. It was like shiny strategy syndrome. Like where you just jump around you're like, I want to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Just focus on your goals. Take a couple of traction methods to get you there. And then every day, just review them and get yourself there. David, I think that's so important. I, and I've never heard a shiny strategy syndrome before. I love that. Yeah. Well, guy, well, guys, there you have it. From his creative writing degree back in college to his own web agency to launching Systemizely in 2014 and doing over 35 grand in October. David, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you go listen to other episodes, subscribe to the show on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks next Monday. This week's winner was Matt Wolf from DDB Agency in Chicago. Yesterday, you heard exactly how you can invest $1.5 million in 40 different companies with our guest, Amal Sarva. 